You are listening to the podcast of the Y Church of the Elk River YMCA in Minnesota. Our mission is to seek Jesus, connect together, and share his love. Okay, we're going to head towards scripture together. Deanna's going to read for us. Second Thessalonians. And because it fits in 12 verses, we're actually reading the whole of the first chapter. This chapter is going to contain about three different parts. The middle portion is something we're going to pick up next week. And there are some heavier words in this passage. Personally, I know Deanna would share this conviction too. I don't find it super helpful when we just cherry pick the easy verses out of the Bible. So I'd rather have us see it in its whole context. And next week we'll get a chance to talk about that a little bit more. Paul, Silas, and Timothy. To the church of the Thessalonians and God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Therefore, among churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith and all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give relief to you who are troubled, and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God and do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. On the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at among all those who have believed, this includes you because you believed our testimony to you. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you, that our God may make you worthy of his calling, and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Deanna. Well, my family and I were camping the past couple of days in Iowa, and no Iowa jokes allowed this morning. It was beautiful. It really was. We were down at Pilot Knob State Park and just had a wonderful time. But we were there specifically because it was a celebration of life for our brother in Christ, Bart Appleton. Bart and Mary were part of this church family a few years ago, and then they had a job change that took them back to their native Iowa. And then just in the spring of this year, Bart passed away very suddenly. And so yesterday we were there at the Celebration of Life, and it was at this place called the Lazy Acre Vineyard outside Lake Mills. And for the meal, they brought in a family favorite. So there was a caterer that was called Cafe Mir. And what they put before us was this taco bar that was absolutely incredible. So you'd start at the front of the line, you'd get your bamboo plate and your tortillas and your chips and salsa verde, and then you'd turn the corner into this building. And They must have had 20 different gourmet ingredients and, and toppings that you could put 
onto your taco. And the trouble for me is that I like all of those 20 toppings and then you can't see the tortilla anymore, let alone pick it up and fold it over. But we had such a, a good time. It was great to be there with Mary and, and with their family and some wide church family who were there too. And today's message, it just reminded me, it's kind of like that. I have a very easy job. I'm like the guy at the beginning who's going to hand you a bamboo plate. And then we're going to have our Germany mission team actually do the bulk of the message together. And so we'll have seven of those students be up here with me. They're like the toppings for your taco. And they're going to give each one just a brief, like a two-minute snapshot about here's what the Lord did this day in our team among those we were serving overseas. And through it all then, we're going to have this testimony that emerges about what God did in and through our team while they were in Germany. So my part is brief this morning. I just thought I'd help us find our place in Second Thessalonians, and then I'll invite up our seven students. And our team leader, Grace Tiki, is going to close out with a final reflection. So 2 Thessalonians, we start this letter today that'll take us through what's left of summer, and then we'll, as of Labor Day, kind of shift gears, and Pastor Andrew and I were working on the fall message series this week, and we're going to go back into the Old Testament and pick up the story of Abraham as a, a follower of the Lord and just his courage and obedience. It'll be a wonderful fall together, and we'll see a lot of relevance there for our story as followers of Christ. But Second Thessalonians here for the next month or so, which probably, if we did a show of hands, myself included, is not as familiar as other parts of the Bible. Second Thessalonians, I hope, is going to be a chance for you and I to discover almost like buried treasure. You know, we've got this book and you have one at home or you brought it here this morning and, and you didn't even realize what was here in Second Thessalonians, but we'll get to discover it this summer. By the way of introduction, this letter was written not long after the first letter. Sometimes there's a bigger gap between a a pair of letters in the Bible. This one's real short. And we remember that Paul is responding to questions and challenges in Thessalonica, a city where he and Silas had shared the gospel, they brought the message of Jesus and planted the church. And the church in Thessalonica was one of the first Christian communities in all of Europe. So it's significant, and also as we just welcome back a mission team from Europe, very fitting. And this letter picks up many of the themes of the first one that we just finished studying, and that is that the church is grappling with what does it look like to live for Christ and await His return. So 1 Thessalonians, our title was Standing Firm in the Lord, and in 2 Thessalonians, in a sense, and we see the language picked up again, It's like Paul says, you're still standing, you're persevering, you've made it, and that in spite of intense opposition to their faith. So just a few opening observations, and then I'm going to invite the team up. Paul, Silas, and Timothy are listed in verse 1 as the authors of the letter. Paul is functioning as the lead writer, but he has Silas and Timothy there by his side. And you can see their affection for the believers in Thessalonica when it says, we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters. And then here's the why. This is what brings it to mind. Because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. 
And I love that picture. We've, we just used it as the message title today for our Germany mission team. Faith is growing, love increasing. So when I hear those words, I think that sounds a lot like the greatest commandment. You might remember Jesus is asked, you know, of all the Ten Commandments or the 612 laws that they outlined in the Old Testament, which one is the greatest? And he said, the greatest is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he said the second one is like it, and that is love your neighbor as yourself. And so you pair those together. Faith is growing. My love for God is growing. And love is increasing. My love for neighbor And that's what we so fervently desired and prayed for for our Germany mission team. We want to be clear anytime we send someone, whether it's U.S.-based or it's overseas, that we do not do mission trips for some feel-good sightseeing trip. I think Bill Smith and I were chatting a number of years ago. Our friends at Hope International feature a book called When Helping Hurts, which is sort of a sightseeing, feel-good approach to missions. And that's not what we want to be about. But it is our express intent that wherever God would call us, that faith would grow and love would increase. First, with those that we serve and break bread with, and secondly, in the team itself. And this is why, really, when we reflect now, for those of us who weren't on this mission trip, this is describing why we would come to church to begin with. That as we spend time here on a Sunday morning, Our faith would grow. This would be an environment where you can safely step into and your faith will grow and your love will increase. And so each one of us, in a sense, as the mission team shares, can be doing this little self-assessment. Okay, in the setting where God has sent me, where He's called me, is this happening in my life? Faith is growing. Love increasing. So next in the text, as I said, and we won't spend time on it today, is this heavy middle portion where Jesus' return is described when he will come as judge and king. And there's some tricky things that are in this passage and just hold on to them for a week. So if you're wondering about some of these things, next week will be our Sunday as we move into chapter 2. And then the final paragraph in our passage brings it back to God who makes us worthy of this calling. God is the one who makes us worthy. And he does it so that he may be glorified in us, which is exactly what we give testimony to now, is I'm going to have Hayden Tiki and the rest of the crew come up front. If we did our math right, we've got seven seats. And each one of these students is going to share a snapshot from one day. So Hayden will lead us off, and together we're going to walk through the seven days of their experience. And then Grace will finish us out. Good morning. First off, I just want to thank everyone involved in the process of making the Germany trip possible. I also want to give a huge thanks to our leader, Grace, my sister. The trip would not have been possible without her amazing leadership and strategically planned itinerary. The mission trip was full of new experiences and impactful people, and overall, it was life-changing. I want to touch on the first full day we spent in Germany. We started out at the Nuremberg YMCA doing practical work around the Y. This work included cleaning chairs, windows, doors, painting, and other miscellaneous tasks as well. Our group of 22 split into smaller groups to work on these tasks. 
My group's project was to paint the main conference room or meeting room on the second floor. We worked on this for a few hours, had lunch, and then finished up in the afternoon. These tasks didn't seem like a lot for our group to get done in one day, and the work we did never really felt like work. It more so felt like a privilege to be able to assist in the completion of these tasks. It seemed so simple for us, but to the people running the Y in Nuremberg, it was a huge relief, and our work was appreciated immensely. During the first full day in Germany, I noticed something else, too. I noticed this group wasn't yet accustomed to each other, yet after one full day together, it was like we had known each other for years. We gained an in-depth bonding experience without even realizing it, and this one day had quickly created numerous friendships and memories. I'm beyond grateful for this experience and the time I got to spend with these amazing people. I will now have these memories and new relationships with me forever. Thank you. All right. On Tuesday, we started off the day with a tour with our tour guide, Johnny. He took us around the city of Nuremberg and showed us all the medieval-era buildings, sculptures, paintings. All these artifacts were made in 1100. Secondly, we went up to the top of the castle, and he showed us the view of Nuremberg, and he left us from there. We went back down to the YMCA and ate lunch, and then we got in a big circle and prayed over each other and worshipped and connected with each other how each other's YMCA and white church work. Their YMCA is a lot different than ours. Ours is more fitness-based, and theirs is more connecting with each other and building a community. After that, we had about three hours of free time. We went with Peter Cope and Matt Merkling. We shopped for a few hours, and then we tried different foods, and we just hung around the city and did what most people do in Nuremberg. Then we went back to the hotel and got ready for our Tuesday night church service. At the church service, we ate for about an hour and connected with the Nuremberg norms, and we got to learn about other people and what their life was like in Nuremberg. And then our church service started. We worshiped for about an hour, and then for the next hour, they told us about their involvement in China and their upcoming camps. So we prayed over that. And then we got into a small group in Ephesians and reflected on the day and just talked about what our highlights and what we did over the day and we're thankful for doing that. Something I learned on the day, it doesn't matter where we worship God, it just matters that we do and we reflect on that and we have a good day. Good morning, Y Church and Rettnitz and Bach friends from Germany. On the fourth day in the afternoon, the 22 of us went to Rettnitz and Bach, which was a 20-minute train ride from Nuremberg. We walked 20 minutes to their YMCA. When we got there, we were served cold beverages while we listened to their YMCA programs they have and what they do for their community. Some programs they offer are the wisdom class for 30 and above. They also offer summer camp for the children. Their YMCA is a Lutheran-based and... The building was a gift provided from the town because they provided youth events. After they finished sharing, we are given a tour of their YMCA. 
After completing the tour, we split up into two groups, people who wanted to go shopping for dinner and people who wanted to build couches out of wood pallets. When everyone finished either shopping or building couches, we started a bonfire to cook dinner. We had three sausages on a roll, which is a big thing in the part of Germany where we were. They made goulash because it's a Minnesotan dish. After dinner together, we played games and just talked for hours. Then we worshiped together and sang songs as a group. Then we finished singing together. We sadly had to say our goodbyes and headed back to Nuremberg. Something I learned while being in Germany are that Germans are some of the nicest people I've ever met, and also that their YMCAs are more of a comfort place for people to come and gather a close bond and a close relationship with the Lord. Hello. I sit in the back with my family. Shout out, family. And shout out my middle school math teacher, Ms. Nimi. Right there. On the 20th, we started off our day meeting with Ukrainian refugees. We sat at a large table, and each person went around the circle sharing their stories, their first realization of their war, their first encounters with violence, their feelings of pain and violation, and their stories of losing their families and their homes. What shocked me was the collective craving for peace that they urged for the most, more than relinquishing their anger or seeking revenge. From what I learned, God does not reward ignorance, but generosity, Acts 20.35. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. We had some time to think on our train to Munich leaving Nuremberg. Grace had told us about some guy named Ernie. He was way more than what we expected. <laughs> He's a born and raised German who lives for America. Um, I have his list of things that he sent to us for what he wanted to do in the U.S. Some of them are ride a horse, sing the national anthem with a veteran, and floor a truck. So we got to know our surroundings with the new people we met and then had our dinner at a beer garden. Our group bonded some more and we had a strength contest, basically where you hold a big cup, straight arm, and we all just really wanted to see who was stronger, so many of us left with our egos boosted, and some of us know, because I lost, and it was not fun. <laughs> In summary, at the end of the day, this was a nice reminder to be grateful for all the things and privileges I have compared to other lives, and then we ended the day with the realization that the best thing to be grateful for are normally taken for granted, like each other's company, support, and love. Thank you for letting me share. Hello, I will be sharing about Friday. So on Friday, we started the day out with our usual bread and butter breakfast and then enjoyed a tour of some historical and popular Munich sites led by one of our YMCA leaders, Jonas. Some of these sites included the Marienplatz, the Church of Our Lady, and much more. After that, we had a nice lunch at the Munich YMCA and then made our way to the YMCA's youth center. Here, our group was split up to engage with all different kids of different age groups, and my group consisted of Liam, Hayden, and I, where we got to share our faith story with elementary kids and experienced a gambling night. We then played in their game room, playing ping pong, pool, foosball, all different kinds of German games. During this time, the YMCA staff and volunteers served us a pasta dinner, and then we went back to the main YMCA building in Munich for a worship night. 
This worship night consisted of people of all ages coming to worship Jesus. They played a mix of German and English songs, and people were praying for each other, standing, sitting, crying, doing all sorts of things. But it was really one of my highlights of the trip and very empowering to see. Towards the end of that event, a group of six guys, including me, left to go play late-night basketball at the youth center, where we played a total of three games. We lost every one, but we had a blast. The YMCA leader that took us there, Lena, we had a lot of good conversations with her. She was very nice. And while we were at basketball, the rest of the group had spent some time in small groups. Then we went to bed. Hi, I'm Luke Schumacher. I'm going to talk about what we did on Saturday. That morning, we learned a lot about the heartbreaking history of the Dachau concentration camp when we visited it. After that, we went back to the Munich Y, where we had lunch and a little bit of free time. Following that, we were joined by a bunch of similar-aged teens from Munich for a youth event. There, we had a ton of different games and activities set up in and around the Y and out on the patio for us to do. After hanging out around the Y for a while, we had a youth service where we all got to wear earpieces and they like broadcast the whole thing into our ears so we could understand the translation and what they were preaching to us. After the service wrapped up, everyone was able to disperse around the Y and like out to all the games again. But a big number of us stayed in the service area where they set up a big disco party for us. We were just able to hang out and dance and sing with a bunch of different similar age teens from Munich and meet them. This was the best part of the night for me personally because we were able to meet with so many different people that all had the same interest in sharing the love of Jesus and connecting through that. My biggest takeaway from that day was just simply how God can bring people of such different backgrounds together through the love we share through him and for him. Thanks, guys. It's an honor to stand here with these young people today and to listen to them share their reflections on our mission trip to Germany. And I cannot explain in words what a privilege it has been to lead these students and the other members of our team who are in the congregation just on this trip. We had a total of 22 people, so we had six parents and 14 students and young adults who ventured onto a plane in Minneapolis, expectant but not really knowing what the next nine days would hold. And now you've heard just a few minutes about most of our days in Germany, and I'll share a few minutes more about our last day and the end of our trip. So we left Munich on Sunday morning and traveled to Rotenburg. And this is a smaller town that's north and a little west of Munich, only about 20 minutes or so from where Esther Dixon grew up. And once we arrived in Rotenburg, we were greeted with a picnic provided by Esther's parents and her sister and some of her nieces and nephews. And I think this picnic was one of the best meals that we had in Germany, not just because we got to have as many real German pretzels as we wanted, or because there were several sweets to choose from, like cake, and chocolate and gummies, but because it was provided out of love from people who are our brothers and sisters in Christ, steadfast and faithful believers who are our family too through the church. 
So the theme text for our trip was the book of Ephesians. We had a devotion from Ephesians each morning and then discussed questions related to the devotion during our small group times at night. And one of the most prominent themes we discussed throughout Ephesians is unity within the body of Christ, the church. At the beginning of our trip, we talked about how in Ephesians chapter 1, Paul says, God has a plan for the fullness of time. He will unite all things in Christ, all things in heaven and on earth. We talked about how in chapters 2 and 3, Paul explains Jesus has, through grace, saved us from a life of sin and death and made us alive together with him. Jesus' death and resurrection has united the Jews and the Gentiles and made them both members of the household of God. The gospel is utterly inclusive and uniting, not that all people will be made the same, but that all may be joined together in Christ. And then we talked about how this leads to chapters 4 and 5, where Paul says, Now that you know to what you have been called, you need to live accordingly. Your being made new comes with instructions, not that so you can be a nice person, but because you are now in Christ. This means you are called to unity with all others who are also in Christ. You are called to imitate God, to love him and the things of him, to pursue holiness and righteousness, and to honor each other as we were created to. And finally, in chapter 6, we talked about what we need to actually go out into the world and live as someone who is dead in sin but has been raised to life in Christ. We no longer have to face the world without protection, but now have access to the armor of God. We can stand firm against evil because we acknowledge Christ is already the victor, and he has provided us with armor so that we may walk in his victory. So after our picnic in Rotenburg, we spent our afternoon taking in the beautiful sights and the culture of the city, and it honestly feels like a magical place, like a place that could only be real as a movie set, And yet we were there, we were visiting the shops, we climbed up 200 stairs to the top of the town hall, we ate gelato, and we listened to the music of a two-man accordion and violin band. And I could tell everyone was pretty tired at this point in our trip, when I was proven right, when we had at least five people napping after they finished their dinner. But we took the opportunity of our location and used the evening to walk around and learn about the city. It was a still and peaceful evening. And eventually, it was time to make our way back to our hotel, and we did so with intention. We walked 15 minutes back in silence while reflecting on our trip. I asked everyone to think about five things during this walk. So those five things were their favorite serving time, their favorite sightseeing time, a special connection they made with someone on our team, special connection they made with someone outside of our team, and something they learned about God or a way that they grew in their faith. And some of these reflections you've heard now from the students who shared today. Honestly, I didn't really know how our silent walk was going to go because we had not been silent as a group thus far, but we did it. We walked back all the way in silence and reflection, and I think this is proof of something significant. It means that this team had these things to think about. They had experienced a variety of serving times, seen a variety of beautiful sights in the cities that we'd been to. They'd made connections with teammates and with people that they had met for the first time, and they had learned about God and grown in their faith. 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 3 says, We ought always to thank God for you, 
brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. To see young people serving others with a joyful attitude, taking in the beauty of another culture and environment, forming incredible bonds with people who are similar to them and who are not similar to them, and worshiping their creator all the while, confirms that this trip's mission field was not confined to Germany, but included our hearts. And it really has been missional to my own heart, and I give thanks to God for each person that we connected with in Germany and each of these team members as their faith grows and their love increases. And now uh, i just like to have the rest of our Germany team. You can just stand up if you're in the congregation so we can acknowledge our team. Thank you for your hearts to serve. It's a privilege to be on this team with you. And then now as our worship team comes up, I'll just invite everyone else to join me in prayer as we close out our time together. Lord, I give you thanks upon thanks for this mission trip to Germany. Thank you for what we got to experience as a team, as we learned from different YMCAs, we made new friends, and we learned more about you. I thank you for our church family who supported us throughout the many months of planning and fundraising that came before our trip. Your hand was on the trip from the beginning, and you were with us while we were in Germany, and we know you'll stay with us now while we're home. Thank you for being such an intentional God that you give us personalized opportunities to grow in our faith and our love. We love you, and we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Y Church Podcast. For more information about the Y Church, check us out online at thewychurch.org.